No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at more proverbs about how to deal with a fool, meddling in a quarrel not your own, and those who speak kindly but hide a wicked heart. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 26 on Simply the Bible. Solomon deals with foolishness, much foolishness in the Proverbs. Today we see how to deal with fools and how to avoid being one. Proverbs chapter 26 As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Snow in summer or rain in harvest would ruin a crop. In the same way, it is inappropriate to give honor to a fool because it will ruin him or others. A rebuke would be far more preferable, but he won't receive it. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. Now, some people curse those who don't deserve it. Maybe it is out of spite or envy. Such were the curses of the Pharisees on Jesus. They said he cast out demons by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of demons. But their curses could not stick because they were unreasonable and undeserved. Now, if somebody curses you wrongfully, you have a great promise in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now the key there is that you are, in fact, walking with the Lord. Verse 3. A whip for the horse a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Neither the horse nor the donkey will obey you if you talk to them. They need the whip or bridle to respond to your commands. Likewise, a fool won't respond to mere words. He only responds to physical pain. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly lest he be wise in his own eyes. Now, is this a contradiction? Some have thought so. In fact, these are not contradictions, but rather two tactics for answering a fool. Don't answer a fool according to his folly. Don't get pulled down to the same level. Often people who don't believe in God throw questions at you or Bible contradictions thinking that they are being clever. It is easy to get drawn into such an argument for which you are inadequately prepared, or it could distract you from the main issue at hand. You don't have to answer those questions. And that's what Solomon is saying here. I believe we have an example of this in the Gospels. After Jesus cleansed the temple by overturning the tables of the money changers and driving out the animals, the Pharisees said to Jesus, who gives you the authority to do these things? Jesus didn't answer their question directly. Instead, he said, I will also ask you one thing, which if you tell me, 
I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? Then they reasoned among themselves and said, well, if we say from heaven, he will say, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, well, they feared the people and how they would react because the people believed John was a prophet. So they said, we don't know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So Jesus did answer them, not in the way they wanted him, but he answered them in a way that exposed their hypocrisy. You see, they would not accept the authority that God had given to John. So why should Jesus tell them the authority that he had received? He avoided their trap. He humbled them and exposed their evil motives. Don't you wish you had the answers of Jesus? <laughs> you can if you're walking in the spirit. God will give you the wisdom you need to handle difficult situations. He who sends a messenger by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like the legs of the lame that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. The great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. Now these are all proverbs dealing with fools. If you send a message by the hand of a fool, you will regret it. It's like you're cutting off your foot because the message won't be delivered as you had purposed. And you will drink violence because your wise and tactful words will in fact arouse anger in others because they have been misspoken by the fool. Imagine a paralyzed man with limp legs. Solomon says that is how a fool is when he speaks a proverb. The proverb just hangs limp and is good for nothing because he doesn't know how to deliver it. And how can he? The proverb is wisdom and he is a fool. If you give honor to a fool, then you are like someone who binds a stone in a sling. Somebody's going to get hurt. Imagine asking a drunkard to hold a branch of thorns. He would start swinging it around, injuring himself and others. So is the fool with a proverb. Now, we may be provoked in our spirit when we see fools prospering, but we know ultimately that God will judge them in due time. The wages of sin is death. Verse 11, as a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. This is a disgusting proverb. But it shows how disgusting repeated sins truly are. Why would a person go back to what he knows is wrong and done himself or others harm? Peter quotes this verse in his second epistle about hypocrites in the church. 2 Peter 2.20 For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Sadly, I have seen believers backslide and return to the former sins from which God first delivered them. 
This is what Peter is talking about. We ought to be disgusted over the things that are disgusting to God, an abomination to him. If we viewed our cherished sins as dog vomit, then perhaps we would be less likely to return to them. I think Paul's words to the Corinthians also apply here. 1 Corinthians 10.12 says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So when temptation comes, and it will come, May God help us take the fire escape. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. In Proverbs 3, 7, Solomon says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Now he says that a fool is better off than the one who is wise in his own eyes. Have you known someone like this? You can't tell them anything because they already know it all. The problem is that This person is a sinner who is doomed to destruction, but he doesn't see it. He is too busy flattering himself. He is so full of himself that there's no room for the truth. But of course, he already knows it anyway. At least the fool may be aware that he is a sinner. Like the prodigal son, he may come to his senses and return home to the father. The lazy man says, There is a lion in the road, a fierce lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. The lazy man has every excuse in the book for why he cannot work. He is too busy rolling on his bed. Facetiously, he buries his hand in his feeding bowl, but it's too lazy to bring it back and eat. Yet you cannot tell him anything because he is wiser in his own eyes than seven wise men. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. It is foolish to engage in an argument that is not yours. What business do we have in meddling? What do we really know about the situation? Now, social media has made this a national pastime. During COVID-19, I have been amazed to see how many experts there are on viruses and vaccines. They are quick to share their opinions and openly criticize anyone who disagrees with them. Solomon says that this makes as much sense as grabbing a Doberman pincher by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Have you heard of the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland? Well, here is the Mad Joker. He deceives or cuts down his neighbor and then says, Oh, I was only joking. But he is throwing flaming sticks and shooting arrows. Such is the damage that such a jokester does. It is coarse jesting. And the Apostle Paul tells us, to have no part of it. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tailbearer, strife ceases, as charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, 
so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are like tasting trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Solomon has so much to say about the gossip, the talebearer. Gossip is a fire that spreads, and there are those who love to kindle that fire, but it does great damage. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart, though his hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. So we need to be careful of those who have fervent lips. They know how to say sweet, flattering words, but within their hearts, their hearts are wicked. They hate you. And so we need to be discerning about such people. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. What goes around comes around. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. So the person who lies really does great damage to the people that he or she lies to. And really, they're lying because they hate the person. If you love somebody, you won't lie to them. You'll tell them the truth. Solomon gives us these proverbs so that we can discern those who are fools, but even more importantly, so that we may avoid being one. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll consider proverbs about the faithful wounds of a friend, a man sharpening another man, and the importance of diligently tending your flocks and herds. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.